0: Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com dot slash save. Sonobello. dot slash save. sono dot slash save.
1: All hit radio.
2: Welcome to the X Zone
3: And good evening, one and all, and welcome to The X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host and your guide, as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call The X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And The X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, and Simul TV. Now, if you'd like to send me an email, my email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, TV, And for the broadcast schedule of the Exxon Broadcast Network, where you can listen to our many fine programs with our compliments, 724 365 Visit www.xzbn.net. XR Nation, my guest this hour, the first hour of tonight's uh, four-hour extravaganza, is Audrey Hope. And she holds a doctorate of divinity. She is a certified addiction and trauma therapist, as well as a relationship expert. Now, she, uh, Dr.... Hope is also an award-winning certified addiction therapist. She holds her doctorate of divinity degree and uses her abilities as a clairvoyant psychic medium to heal patients from trauma, from the abusive relationships, domestic violence, and many more uh, things that her clients, you know, have happened, uh, you know, that have happened to our clients over the years. And these are very stressful times, very trying times. We have the COVID-19 still plaguing the world. We have social unrest in many major cities. We still have hope. Uh, we still have homelessness. We still have hunger. We still have, you know, the, the addiction crisis that are going on. So what in the name of heaven is going on in the world today. That is my first question for you, Dr. Audrey Hope. Welcome to the Exo. Nice having you with us, ma'am.
4: Well, it's wonderful to be here. You know, you slipped and you said hope. And that's one of the things that we have to have. We have to have hope. Because the truth of the matter is, Rob, this fear will make us sick. You know, it comes down, bottom line, Mm -hmm. to the negative energy of fear. It really goes into our cells and our immune system, and it is a privilege to be here today so I can help everyone understand that they have to stay out of the fear.
3: Well, we're so happy you're with us, Dr. Hope. But tell me, how did you get started in the field that you're (laughs) in? And and what what was the inspiration for you to help so many people that you help on a daily basis?
4: Well, I was always on a deep spiritual path. I always wanted to be my best self. I was acting. I was always out on TV and doing radio right. and always um, speaking out. And then when I came to California, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker, I started working in a clothing store mm-hmm. on Main Street. And women would come in. It was a women's clothing store. And they would tell me all of their problems. And I was just blown away how women never felt good about themselves. It, it, I just had to do something about it, no matter what size, mm-hmm. no matter what age. So I said, I'm going to go on TV. This is about, this is a really long time ago, you know, I started. And I, I'm going to create my own show. And I called it Real Women. It was Positive Role Models for Women and life-altering perspectives that can transform our world. And I just wanted to tell people, that they were brainwashed, even if I could just say it for the whole hour. Do you know you're brainwashed? And so that, you know, was spirituality before anyone was talking about it. And it was very courageous to do it back then because the TV stations didn't care about that. Um, Now it seems to have exploded. But at the time, I, I was really, you know, uh, crashing some kind of ceiling mm-hmm. so after that it, it you know I started um a practice helping women and then I ended up um just surrendering and I ended up at a rehab helping addicts and then it just started from there helping out anyone with a problem and I realized that I had this gift that I could tune into the soul because Rob the missing piece is the soul It is beyond the rational mind. And in order to heal, we have to look higher. Even with this COVID crisis, Mm -hmm. crisis, we got to go higher and deeper. What's it all about? You can't just take it on a third degree level, you see, because we knew something was going to happen. If you're on a spiritual path, we were like preparing for something. We just didn't know what form it would take. We didn't know it would come in the form of a virus. And... The sad thing is, the virus is even scaring the light workers. So it has to stop.
3: Uh, Tell me, you said that the women that you talked with were brainwashed. How were they brainwashed, and who brainwashed them?
4: Well, um,. I guess would have to uh, go back into the media and the Bible Mm -hmm. and by the third page in the Bible, women are taken down. Um, the whole women's history is not in the Bible of the goddess. And so it's, you know, it's kind of what's happening in the world. It's like a patriarchy. And so I'm very, um, I, I tie it into the spirituality because the spirituality, if the, if the men and the women are not balanced and on equal footing in the world, Right. then we're going to have a lot of problems and that male energy is going to really take us down. So the the, the spiritual energy within all of us is really a feminine energy. Did you know that? The Kundalini oh, inside our body, the yeah. cord that connects us. So it's, it's really about, on a deeper level, the feminine energy in all of us that needs to be turned on and enlightened. And so um, the brainwashing is that we are all, I mean, look at, Turn on the TV and you mm-hmm. can see the brainwashing. You know, we're always looking for someone to save us. Or someone to of, blame. Yeah.
3: We're either okay. looking for to someone, for someone to save us or for someone to blame. And it depends on which channel you're on.
4: Exactly. But the truth of the matter in all healing, it comes into the sovereignty of the self. The kingdom of God is within. Mm-hmm. And we have got to become our own gurus and our own teachers. And we have got to honor the self-esteem in ourself. I I always equate it to like being like Dorothy. She found it in her own shoes Right. because we have to be really strong thinkers and we have to think for ourselves and we can't let others lead us because that's a dangerous path. So one of my goals is to free people, whatever it is to just think for themselves. I'll often say, where did you get that belief system? Where did it come from? Don't just take anything, you know, at face value. Mm -hmm. Investigate why you have that belief system. So if you free the people, they'll become very strong and you won't be able to brainwash them.
3: But isn't it up to the person whether they want to be free or not? You know, if somebody wants to believe in their religious philosophies and it's really not hurting anybody, whether it's male dominated or female dominated. For example, when you look at the pagan philosophies and the Wiccan philosophies, they are women, you know, leaders, the witches. The, you know, Mother Earth. So does it, really, does it really matter on the philosophy, or is it the, the weakness of the person at this
4: point? Well, you bring up a good point. We really are not to overstep our bounds on anyone. So if someone says to me, can you help me,
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, because they're in pain or they're mm-hmm. suffering, there's an open doorway there, yep. and I'm like, okay, let me help you. But I would never, ever make my beliefs anybody else's. No, I, 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 wasn't, getting,
3: I wasn't getting to that, Audrey. What I'm getting at is, is that in today's society, people, male or female, well, let me say this first. I have always believed in the strength of the feminine. Always. History has shown us that whenever a woman has been at the helm of a country, That country has been strong. It has been united. It has been nurtured. It has gone forward. This is history.
4: This is in the Vedas, the degree to which Mm -hmm. women are respected is the degree to which a society is... Yeah, that's in the scriptures. Well,
3: we can also look into the history of the United Kingdom and England. You know, Mary, Queen of Scots, Queen Mm -hmm. Victoria, Queen Elizabeth, and so on. So... I'm not one to put male above female or female above male. I believe that they are both equal. And I have always believed that. And whether God is a male or whether God is a female, whether it is Mother Earth or Father Earth, we're all equal. So when I look at the world today, and I see that there are women who are being suppressed by males, it bothers me to no extent. It Of course. It, it, yes. it just drives me up a wall because no <laughs> one, in my opinion, has the right to be over another person.
4: I love that, Rob. That is the truth of the truth. Yeah. We, we must never give our power away. So I work a lot with mm-hmm. what I'll call energy wisdom. Right. Because, you know, I work with doctors in, in, in a rehab, seasons rehab, and there's many different modalities of healing that we all participate in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my piece of the pie is about, you know, the self-esteem and the soul to never give your power away right. and to look at the energy field on an in an invisible way. So we must be a hundred percent in our soul energy field and sometimes in a relationship we'll give our energy away and be very drained we'll be very depressed and a doctor will think that and label that as depression Mm -hmm. and give you a diagnosis but what it really is is something happened to your energy field and we have to work on that deep level to get your soul back a soul retrieval from where you gave it because in you know relationships Mm -hmm. you know Here, just give me a crumb. I'll give you everything. (laughs) And that's uh, a very dangerous game. So when you learn to be sovereign and true to yourself Mm -hmm. and in your own energy field, you can really heal. So um, it's a specific way of looking at things. And it's been my contribution. And it's been very successful, especially with addicts, um, because of the... um, the stigma on them to feel so much shame and guilt. So when you look at it from a spiritual perspective, even as an, a, a chance to awaken, Right. the bad things that happen are a chance to awaken. And even in the world, yes, everyone's suffering, mm-hmm. but hold on. It, it's it, it has to be out into the open. Everything has to come out for healing. So it's really going to be good if everyone would just hold on while we're doing the alchemy
3: we have to take a commercial in uh, in about 30 seconds but before we get there um when i look at today's society and the youth of today i i often wonder what where did parenting go wrong Mm -hmm. you know have we have we substituted parenting with electronic babysitters you know went from the tv to the to the home computer now to the handheld devices? Is this what parenting has come down to? How are we going to communicate, or how are the youth of today going to communicate when there is the next solar flare that wipes out the grids again? You and well, I will talk yeah. about this when we come back from this commercial break. I'm sorry about that. Exo our guest this hour is Dr. Audrey Hope. Her website is AudreyHope.com. And this is the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And the good doctor and I will return on the other side of this break as we continue right here from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Once again, Dr. Audrey Hope is our guest and her website is AudreyHope.com.
0: Don't wait. Visit Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. com slash save.
3: Welcome back, everyone. This is The Axone. Dr. Audrey Hope is my guest this hour. Her website is AudreyHope.com. All right, Audrey, before we went to the commercial break, I was uh, talking about parenting, and uh, it seems that the the responsibilities of parenting, not in all cases, but I'd say in the majority of cases, have been given to either daycare centers, babysitters, or electronic babysitters, because mum and dad, in most cases, have to work to make a combined income in order to keep the family going. Now, I know this isn't the child's fault. I understand it's not the parent's fault. But where do we draw the line in today's society based on your experience when it comes to giving enough love, attention, and communicating with your children?
4: Big problem. Because what I do is I work in a rehab Mm -hmm. and I see the youth of America on drugs and alcohol, heroin, and now they're getting drugs on the streets, which is being laced with all kinds of things that is very dangerous. So I'm seeing a lot of death and, you know, potential suicide. So you bring up an amazing question. What do we do about the youth? The thing is, I am inspired by what happened with the the kids in Florida when they were um, protesting against the guns. Mm-hmm. I, the, if I would say that was the most inspiring thing this year. Was it this year or was it last year? I don't know. Time has gotten away with me. But I, was, I think the youth of America, for all these things that you mentioned that is a problem, look at what they've done, gone out in the streets. They're fed up so many of them. So I have tremendous faith and hope that we are all being given the wake-up call. Go home, stay home, and really evaluate things. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Things cannot stay the same. And what are you learning from this mess? What has changed in you? We cannot continue to be a superficial country. And so this is what a spiritual wake up call is. And we are all being hit. You know, it's come to everyone's front door. So in answer to your question, it is a very serious problem. And it is one of the many problems that is on the wake up call docket that we must solve through growing up and learning that things can't stay the same so um, I have a lot of hope yeah
3: in, in your expert opinion what what is the first step in turning all of this around when it comes to the youth of today uh, and the violence that they are facing tentatively facing when they go to school with the gun situation, now with the COVID, uh, well, the 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 addiction problem that they have. What is the first step? How do we make the initial step? Is it working with the government? Is it working with the school? Is it working with law enforcement? Is it working with the parents? Or is it working with everybody and getting everybody into a, a giant soup bowl and saying, this is our problem? Act,
4: it's becoming... Activists, you see, when when there's enough suffering, when mm-hmm. you are brought down to your knees, that's when you begin to look up and make changes. When we suffer enough, you know, we've been a very spoiled nation, and so this, you know, this virus yes. has no color, has no um, economic status. It's just mm-hmm. for everyone. And finally, I say, this: these little microbes or whatever the hell this virus is, it has done what nothing else could do, which was to make us see that we are all in a we. And so the kids might be the saviors of tomorrow by having, look at what we've handed them, the world as it is, by being by suffering enough, getting fed up, taking to the streets. My God, protesting is... You know, just always works. If you know, I did a show, I have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. on all of the the ways protesting, you know, gave us the civil rights, the woman's vote, it just goes on and on. So we have got to be a well, nation of gathering together and being united. But, so I... but in,
3: in today's society, we're not just talking about peaceful protesting here, Audrey. We're talking about violence. We're talking about looting. We're talking about sheer disrespect for the law. We are talking about anarchy. There's a big difference mm. between what we're seeing today uh, to what the protests uh, of the 60s and the 70s and the quiet protests and the legal protests represent and the, and the, and the demographic of society that they represent i've never seen protests before defunding law enforcement i've never seen protests before where you take over a part of the city and you make it lawless ruthless i i I think society has has gone from one extreme to the other Mm -hmm. what about what about john q public who is an honest law-abiding citizen who is now faced with the black lives matter antifa and all these violent protests you're looking at the fall of a nation
4: right now. Well, again, things have to fall until you could rebuild. But isn't there I mean, a right the way of doing it? That's the of healing. That... I mean, it has to get that bad no, because it we've all been asleep. So I would say that um, um, working—you know, working one-on-one with the youth—I I see that when you cannot get anyone to change they have to want to change mm-hmm. and so again it comes from the suffering of they've had enough and then they go out and they make changes
3: but I, so, but on, on my side you uh, know and looking at my experience in law enforcement what these people are doing is they're saying fine we'll defund law enforcement we'll do this we'll do that we'll bring antifa and we'll bring you know black lives matter all they're doing is there's they're they're pushing the government and the people who are for justice, peace and equality into a corner because nobody wants to be socially uh, identified as a racist or somebody who doesn't see the plight of the people who are claiming that they have been victimized throughout history. What they're doing is they're pushing these people into a corner and it's hell is going to break loose and All the good that they want to bring forth is going to be forgotten very soon when the violence starts and law enforcement and the government put down the hammer.
4: Well, you brought up a point of all war and all problems, which is to divide and conquer, Mm. make chaos, um, make people believe in left and right, up, down, whatever side you're on, and then take over from the top. It's all a trick. It's, it's the same thing individually when you take the person down, you divide them against themselves. In spirituality is a very dangerous thing, and that's what we have to watch out for, the tricks that keep the negative energy and make us against each other. And so that's what it is. It's all a play. Who is really leading this show? You see, that's the question.
3: And in because your you opinion, who is it? you want to get
4: people in chaos, and then you can control them. So the point is, again, the answer is to understand the play, the game. It's a very, very specific game of negativity to keep people confused, divided, outside of themselves, angry. Oh, my God, it's, it's, it's the basis of all war, to divide and conquer. So it's one of my things that I try to teach is that don't divide. Don't get involved in, they say in Hebrew, the mishigas, and mm-hmm. the chaos. Right. Um, and, and again, you stay, you know, shut it out, and again go back to the self, because if you get involved in this dangerous game, the maya, the BS, the danger mm-hmm. of it, you will be taken out and fall right into their game. When you so say their dangerous. game,
3: when you say their <laughs> out there to divide and conquer. Conquer, in your The opinion, negative forces. Right oh, the now, negative forces. in our
4: world, Rob, we are in a battle for the soul. And it is really, um, I study negative energy mm-hmm. um, and um, all kinds of how it plays in on us. And um, it's a very specific thing. It, again, it tries to take us out of our alignment, our spiritual alignment. So I would say that right now in the world, negative forces, actually, it's a fight of light versus dark. It, you know, we are prophesized to be in the new Atlantis. This is very holy ground, America. It was um, even, who was it? Roger Williams who said, this is a soul nation. This is a nation of the soul. It was founded, you know, as an experiment for the soul, America the I am presence in America. And so um, we are fighting a battle. Call it Armageddon, call it whatever you want. But it is the truth that we are fighting light versus dark. And so we have to stay out of the chaos. Does, does that explain it? Because I'll bring uh, everything to a spiritual level.
3: Spirituality is nice, but nine times out of 10, it doesn't equally, uh, equal reality.
4: Oh, I, I'm a New Yorker. And that is not true. Well, that's Actually, that you, may, a very, be, you, you very, may be a New
3: very, Yorker, but I'm a realist.
4: Real. It's very real. Go ahead. What were you going to say?
3: I, I said you may be a New Yorker, but I'm a realist. And when I look at, let's take New York right now. Look at the crime rate that has gone up because the city has decided to
4: start taking money away from the police. Come on. Again, it's, it's bad before it gets better, right?
3: So are you wor- it,
4: are you worried? I'm, are I'm, you very worried? I mean, personally, are you worried? Not at all. Why not? Why should I be worried? Because what do you know about it? What do you know ultimately is going to happen, no matter how it looks or mm-hmm. how bad it gets?
3: Good will win over evil. That's right. Yeah.
4: So it's playing out the way it needs to, and that's with any kind of healing. You bring it to the surface mm-hmm. because it has to come out. You can't hide it. You know, a long time ago, these things were hiding in the, in the closets, and now everything's out, and that's a good thing. we got it, to see it, it before it could we can be a good, it.
3: It could be a good thing, but is the human psyche developed enough to handle all the information that we're getting 724-365?
4: Well, I see a lot of sick people, Rob. I Mm -hmm. mean, they're on their last leg. They've been using heroin for 20 years. You know, I see a lot of sad, sad stories. And I have to tell you, miracles are always possible. Miracle-minded thinking is always possible. The people who have made it from death's door, I have Mm -hmm. seen. It's So um, you don't have to. You know, I used to argue with my sister about that. Well, I'm a realist, and she used to be miserable. I'm like, are you so... Okay, great. What is that doing for you? I understand being real, and and that's good, but what's the perspective that you live by even though you're a realist? It's very simple. If you're not part of the
3: solution, you're part of the problem. Wonderful. Yeah.
4: Wonderful. And so um, I always ask people, what's happened to you through this COVID crisis? And I've heard so many amazing things. Well, right. I'm getting the divorce I always wanted to get. I'm finally going to leave my job I always wanted to leave. I'm going to do my career I always wanted to do. And so there's a lot of changes taking place because of it. So if it could happen individually, it can happen culturally and on a society's level, you know? So um, the energy of people getting together. Mm-hmm. Um, who is it, Lipton? You know, the consciousness, the group consciousness, the energy of everyone getting together and right. healing the planet is a very positive thing. I mean, you know that doctor that worked with water, Emoto, and what it did to the water crystals, right? You know about Dr. Emoto?
3: Yeah, and I also know um, about yeah, Dr. Right. Bruce you know, Lipton. What, what he's you been on the show, What you think changes
4: the water crystals. So we have to understand the vibration. I mean, I was listening to your opening what a great opening you have, the music. It made me so happy and so hopeful. And 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 I wanted to say that one of the things that can heal is music. And that is the vibrational frequency of music, which is actual... All right, Doctor, actual... we've got to
3: take a break speaking about music. The yeah, music sure. is now playing to bring us into our news break. ExoNation, Audrey Hope is our guest. Her website is AudreyHope.com. This is the One. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news. Whatever you do, do not go away. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Audrey Hope is our special guest, and her website is AudreyHope.com. You know, Audrey, years ago I had Pastor Harry Walther on the show, and uh, he came up with a statement that I will never ever forget, and it was, you know what, Rob, the mark of the beast is not six six six, it's www,
2: <laughs> and you know
3: when I watch the when I watch the um, the riots, the demonstrations on on the television networks, you see everybody, you know, with their their handheld device up high, videotaping everything that's going on or, you know, or recording it or taking pictures. I think the media is giving these people way too much coverage.
4: Yes, yes, absolutely. That's where I started when I started working with women was the effect of media on Mm -hmm. the images that women take home with them, not feeling good enough, skinny enough. Yeah you know, and, and young enough, it's all media can be very dangerous. So I started to, um, bring that awareness to the public because Mm -hmm. you, you make a good point. The media controls the media is the devil. Okay. And, um, I had a, a guest on one of my shows tell me that, that the media was the problem. So, um, we have to be very careful how much we watch tv and we are on the media because it has a vibration and i just want to say you know tesla said if we could eliminate certain frequencies that interfere with our bodies we could lower disease so it's very important that you understand that the frequency that we live with and that we listen to and the vibration that we hold in our thoughts will really affect our bodies and souls, and that's why one of my healing modalities is music at um, 528 hertz. Mm-hmm. And you can find all of this on YouTube. Um, you listen to high vibrational sounds, and it actually heals the body like a piano. And there's been many studies on this, that you want to get into a a miracle tone that affects the body. It makes you feel better. So if you're watching negative news, you are lowering your frequency. And may I say, Rob, that Hitler had this. He used to control people by playing orchestras with a 440 Hertz. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. So um, could you imagine watching and taking this in what it's doing? I mean, one of the things Dr. Emoto did with his testing of the effect on water is he played rock, some really rock bad rock music, and it completely destroyed the water crystals. So you can't take in these visions and through the ears and the sounds and expect to be okay. You will get sick from what you see and hear.
3: Well, in the 60s and 70s, there was subliminal advertising in the uh, in the television uh, shows that were being broadcast as well as in certain movie houses. And we know for a fact that subliminal messaging is being used on the Internet as well.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they spin things behind you when you're watching, and it's all just to get you hypnotized. Mm-hmm exhausted one of the things about what's happening is exhaust the people just make them so tired that they'll believe anything right so these you know hitler had a lot of these tricks um and i i did also a show on that it's fascinating how he you know he studied with many of the spiritual masters Mm -hmm. to to get a room to make the room you know he would like have two or three minutes of silence and then he would get everyone under his you know spell and then he would do his thing so um it's very important that's why i bring in the freedom again we got to free people and keep them in a positive energy field so there's a chance here you know positivity uh nature sunlight fresh air come on these basic things gratitude what are you grateful for gratitude Mm -hmm. is a very powerful healing modality so even though we're all cooped up what are you grateful for? Well, at this you, moment? you know, we,
3: we were talking about that in the last segment. Uh, you know, people, certain people, because of the COVID, has have been able to do things that they would not have been done necessarily before, and yet all the people I know have had positive experiences. They have got they they've they've. They've gotten closer with their family members. They're spending more time with family, uh, playing board games, reading books together, watching movies together. <laughs> uh, you know, enjoying the life that was right around them before that they never had the time to stop and appreciate. And you know, even when it comes to the Canadian government, they are doing everything in their power to help people. You know, they have the the SERB, uh, which is a two thousand dollar a month um payment that they give to to canadians who are unable to work because of the covid and they do this for i think it's six to eight months now that's their way of helping and when we look at the different organizations the different government levels that are out there working to make covid uh, less of a strain on the people. The different service organizations that are working with families, with seniors, the medical community that has gone above and beyond to help fellow citizens and the researchers out there that are working night and day. I I think that there has been a lot of good. That That makes me so happy
4: to hear this. That that is
3: happening because of COVID.
4: it's, it's a beautiful thing to hear, and um, we should embrace it and yeah. learn from, from, your, from your government. <laughs> um, um, let, me, let, yeah. me
3: ask, let me ask you about grief itself, because grief comes in many forms. The majority of people believe that grief only happens when someone that you love passes on. But yet, experts know that grief can happen when you get a new job, when you're fired, when you move. All these are, or when you
4: can't go to your graduation,
3: exactly, or or, you know, all these different things. So, how do we cope with this? How do we cope with grief in general?
4: I've done a lot of um, radio about this to help Mm -hmm. the kids because, you see, one of the things that's very dangerous in grief is to say, "I'm, I'm fine. It's okay. Listen, it's only my graduation. I didn't get to go," and people are really suffering, and that's not a very healthy thing. You see. You cannot say you're okay when you're not okay.
3: Uh, all right, but I'm that, not just talking we, about kids here. I'm talking about adults. That
4: kids, anybody. It's nice
3: anybody to talk about kids about, because I, I think that there is a lot of attention already put onto kids through the different agencies. But what about the adults? What about the senior citizens? You know, these, well, are, these anybody, are the people the who fall through the grief loops. grief
4: is really this, Rob. You cannot hold it in. I say grief is a toxic energy and mm-hmm. it's very real, all equated to a hurricane, an, almost a nuclear bomb. Whatever it is, like you said, it doesn't have to be yeah. the passing of someone. It could be something that's causing you suffering, that causes the trauma, that causes the grief. You have to take care of yourself. You cannot just nicely talk about grief. It's an actual energy that lives in the body. It must be honored as such. You have to get it out. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote many books on grief, the externalization of getting it out of your body. And um, you have to, like, hit a pillow. You have to cry. You even have to go. I once went to a top of a mountain to scream, cry most screaming. And, of course, I was involved in these fires here in Malibu, and helped with the grief of people who lost their homes. You cannot, well, it's fine, it's okay. You have got to externalize the feeling, the anger. It's all okay. It's part of it. It's maddening. It'll make you crazy, and you cannot keep it in the monster. The monster that's living inside of you has got to be honored and be allowed to come out. Of course, you have to do it in a safe way, But if you store it up for years and years, it'll come out later, and it'll become a really big problem.
3: The monster has to be... I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you meant by basically acknowledging, and I understand acknowledging a monster, because everyone, in order to progress, needs to face the monster
4: that they're afraid of. Let me give you an example. I work with people from Uh 9-11, and I worked with a woman who was a firewoman, and I think she said 625 fingers and toes. And she said, Audrey, you know, this is my job. And I said, Really? Where was it written in the manual that you have to be okay after that kind of trauma? And so we worked on really getting it out of her body mm-hmm. and like. You know, laying down and screaming it out and crying it out and really getting into the emotions of what she really felt, and that's what I mean by honoring the monster, the the bigness of it, and not just quieting it down and saying, "I'm going to be fine. It's my job. Mm-hmm. It's okay." That's very dangerous when you're dealing with trauma.
3: What school did you go to, doctor, to get the, all this? All these uh, techniques and all
4: this. Oh, I I knew you were going to ask me that question. I was going to say the school of hard knocks. (laughs) I I know that's the classic Mm -hmm. answer. But I have to tell you that I studied with people that no one knows about, too. Like I've, you know, Srimataji Namala Devi, who Uh just recently passed away, who was going to win the Nobel Peace Prize, Um, who taught Sahaja Yoga all over the world, she was one of my teachers. Um, And that she worked with Gandhi as a little girl, and she helped Gandhi with the peace movement as a little girl. So I had the privilege of being close to her Mm -hmm. and working with her. So that was a real, still to this day, one of the greatest teachers of my lifetime. And then I could name others that I was led to, who really taught me what I need to know. Somebody in Montana, um, somebody in Los Angeles, who uh, two pe- two teachers in Los Angeles mm-hmm. that nobody really knows about, who are so evolved, and it's, it's such a blessing. So I learned uh, what I really do through some of the greatest teachers that are really um, spiritual leaders in their own way. So that was that. And then um, I was also, I was at so many different rehabs Mm -hmm. and um, I also learned about the soul just through common sense. So I would have to say that most of my, the greatest things that I do, I learned through actual, the universe gave me the privilege of just putting me in it. You know, and so I got to develop the soul work when no one was doing it so so how does one become a certified addiction and
3: trauma therapist?
4: Well, they can go online and they could um there's many different programs.
3: oh these are all uh, online programs
4: on I guess now okay. there would have to be online programs. Um, if someone wanted to be an addiction counselor, uh, there's many programs with that too, which would be about a year. Mm-hmm of online, um, that you could do because, and once you become an addiction certified counselor, or if you became a hypnotherapist, um, and you work at a treatment center like I do, you, you have the privilege to use many different modalities with that. So it's, it's, it's it's just a wonderful mm. uh, degree to have, and it's also easy to get. And a funny thing about addiction is, though, is that the whole industry really likes you to be an addict, to understand what it's like to be an addict. Um, I never was. I, I, addiction. I'm Jewish. For some reason Jews are not real addicts.
3: All right, stand by. I don't I don't We've it got to take our, our break. We'll be back I... on the other side as we wrap up this hour here in the Exon. With yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <laughs> I you don't believe
6: we're on the eve of destruction.
3: And welcome back. The Eve of Destruction by Barry McGuire. Also this hour, we've played Spirits in the Material World by Police. And we also played Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky. And of course, our lead song, Under Pressure by Queen. Um, Dr. Audrey Hope is our guest this hour. She is a certified addiction and trauma therapist. And you're also a, relation, a relationship expert. Tell us about your expertise in relationships.
4: Um, well, first, I want to thank you for the Eve of Destruction. I haven't heard that song, it just brought back so many memories. Um, well, I would say that everything, you know, people come to the rehab or they come to me for manifestation, they want to change something, and it always comes down to relationships. And so I've been working on a book for about 10 years to make it as simple as possible. Everything you need to know to like a science of relationships. If you do this, Mm -hmm. if you heal this, if you follow this, you will have it. You will have that great love. But it must begin with self-esteem, a commitment to not take crumbs. You have to want to be the very best. And you have to make a list, maybe five non-negotiable things that you want in a partner, and you must become that list. And then you must be brave and heal everything that you need to heal. Because if you want great love, you will have it, but it'll take longer and you need patience. And so um, relationships are what everybody wants. And so no matter where they come in to the rehab or where they come to me, we always end up talking about it. Relationships, father, mother, I want to divorce, I want to meet someone else, I don't like the way he treats me, I don't like the way she treats me. And so um, I had to find the soul aspect of relationships. And I created a YouTube channel about 200 shows I wanted to give little nuggets Mm Um, uh, that would be preparing for the book, which if you do this, follow along, fun, easy, you can have it. So I like to make things very simple and not complicated.
3: Now, let, let me ask you this, all right? You're, you're a self-taught certified addiction and trauma therapist. You're a self-taught relationship expert. I would imagine, based on our conversation, that your doctorate of divinity is from the Internet as well.
4: yes. From the Unity Church, but I also have it, I'm a certified addiction counselor from, um, I forget where it's from. It's been so long, I, I um, oh God. All I'm, right, so, so w-
3: wherever you've got your, your, your accreditation from was from the internet. Yes. So am I to understand that you never stepped foot inside of a, of a an accredited institution for any well, of the... Well, psychology...
4: De- um, is not what I use. So psychology I learned through being with the doctors and everyone I work with. Uh-huh. And it's not my wheelhouse. Right. The diagnosis, I do a soul diagnosis. So in other words, it will be past life, other side, um, soul wound. There's a soul wound that we have at around age five or six. If we don't heal that wound then we are going to repeat the same patterns, the same mistakes over and over again. So I'd have to say that I have this gift Mm -hmm. in order, it comes out like a computer. I can see people's problems from the root of the root of the soul. And so I was given from the universe, the opportunity to work on this for 20 years and to really, really see. So, um, it's, it's been a, an amazing blessing because the world is coming to that. Now the world is going to be talking about the soul. Um, you know, I know that everyone's looking inside the brain to find consciousness, but do you know, Rob, that it might not be found in the brain? Because people who have passed over, and I also do a lot with past lives, Uh or or even Damian Brinkley who passed over and came back, the guy who got hit by lightning. Mm -hmm. Some people die pronounced dead. They see themselves. There was this blind man who saw himself above the operating table, then came back into his body. How was he able to see? He wasn't able to see in his body, but when he passed and, and, and went out of his body, he was able to see. And I really believe that the next wave is that we're going to find consciousness beyond the brain. And so looking for consciousness in the brain, to me, is, is um, uh, dangerous territory. But isn't, it also, da- isn't it,
3: it also dangerous for a non-accredited person who has not gone through the established uh, curriculum in order to do the work that you do? Isn't that also dangerous when mixing spirituality under the auspices of internet classes?
4: Absolutely not because not? I am extremely successful in my work and I am absolutely stand by Hundreds and hundreds of people who have been healed from what I do. So you're, 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 you're barking up the wrong territory. I don't believe I am. I don't believe I am. I don't believe am
3: because, because I have a problem with people who go on the internet, get all these courses, and then classify themselves as experts.
4: I have a real problem with that. Oh, I am absolutely an expert in what I do. So, but who um, says you're an if I give you a reading, who, uh, then you will be able to to be able to um, experience it. And one of the gifts mm-hmm. is that you talk about the divine yeah. is that the divine has allowed me to um, to do it and um, I will let you know what my um here it is right now I'm going to look it up. I don't pay much attention to it because I am not really asked about it, but if you'll just hold on, I will let you know. And I will send it to you. No, what are you going to let me know here? I I'm going it. to let you know where I'm accredited at so oh, you it, can have it. it so your your um you'll be able to take care of that question.
3: Now, all right. Uh, you can send that to me later on. As of right now, you know, I, I you, you told me that you took your courses online, and that's okay, you know. But why did you decide to 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 get the title of Doctorate of Divinity?
4: The Addiction Professional. Because I am a Doctor of Divinity Community Church.
3: Uh, all right. Is that an online church?
4: That one is. Uh-huh.
3: So, so why, what, was it that, what was it that brought you to the point that you said, you know, Audrey, I need to get a doctorate of divinity?
4: Well, because it's a doctor of metaphysics. It's a doctor in divine sciences. Mm-hmm. It's a doctor of spirituality and of the, of the soul. That's why because it's another piece of the pie, that's why. It's not the pie of psych. Do you really think that people are, are, are getting healed mainly from psychiatrists? Do you know how many people go to rehab over and over again and it doesn't work to just look from the level of psychology? This is about going beyond that to find out why you're here, what mm-hmm. you're meant to do, and your soul's path. That is the next evolution of where we're going, and that's what's happening in healing. There are reasons we get sick that are beyond the diagnosis of what a doctor makes. It has to do with the emotions, mm-hmm. your life path, and why people really get sick. They get sick for other reasons besides these diagn- diagnosis is. And sometimes the diagnosis is a box that can be very damaging for the person who is involved in healing. Sometimes even bipolar is just a matter of they've taken so many drugs, they've messed up their brain. So to just stay, and you know how people get healed from cancer? When they, when they go through different modalities of healing and not just the usual routes, they, they, they believe and, and that they will get healed and then they do. There's a whole thing about healing that is, is in the subtle energy system of the body that is beyond the diagnosis, where people get stuck in it and then they follow the system. I'm beyond the system and getting to the root of why even someone's here on a soul level. And if something you never mm-hmm. experienced, Rob, then, you know, why not? Let's experience it. So, if so, you never have. You so, know what I mean? If you're just about the mind. So let me ask great. you, well, hold on
3: here, hold on here. Let, so let me ask you, would you say that the title of doctor gives you added credibility?
4: I don't really, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, because of my 20 years of experience, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter to me. It's all just, uh, you know, whatever it is, it it doesn't really matter because I am who I am. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I am privileged to work with many, many talented people, lawyers and doctors, who are exhausted, who come into rehab, and know nothing about energy. Uh, All right, Audrey. Audrey, my producer is
3: telling me that we've just run out of time for this segment. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I I must tell you, Exxon Nation, that here we have another example of someone who has learned how to bilk the public out of money, because she's taking courses on the internet. So here we have Audrey Hope who puts DD behind her name, Doctor of Divinity. All right? Who is a certified addiction and trauma therapist who got her accreditation from the internet without having to step foot in a class. To me this is dangerous. And then what you do is you go online, and you go to one of these online churches. You pay the money. You get your your certificate of ordination or your doctorate. My God, what was it, three, four years ago, Craig, that we went online and got my three dogs, doctorate of divinity. So I've got Dr. Lola. I have Dr. Maddie. And we did the whole thing. Nobody questioned anything because we paid the money to get the name of the dog put into a doctorate. If a dog can do it, anyone can do it. And we know there are so many paper mills out there, Exxon Nation, that people are being taken to the cleaners, and they are being victimized because they do not want to do the work. They do not want to accept responsibility. They go to these people who have great websites, who have great PR, And PR does not mean public relations in this sense of the word. It means public ripoff. They are ripping off the public. I don't care if you come from the school of hard knocks, you do not have, in my opinion, the authority or the qualifications to do what these people are doing. It should be investigated. And to have this on YouTube, to have these people do podcasts and and spew all this crap that they do, this should be criminal. They are part of the problem of the mess society is in. And I have never agreed more with my good friend, Pastor Harry Walther, that 666 is definitely not the mark of the devil, the mark of the beast. It's WWW. And if you look at the research, and if you look at the timelines to when the internet became the electronic highway, the information highway, the crap highway, you'll see the increase in crime. You'll see the increase in social unrest. You'll see the increase in violence. And you'll see the increase in people who are ripping other people off because they make these claims of who they want to be compared to who they really are, and they're posing a danger to both you, me, and the people that seek out their guidance. God bless them all. All right, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada.